All right, so uh, what I want to discuss today, actually before I even get started, um, this is just a disclaimer. Um, everything I'm about to say is not to be taken as investment advice. Um, please do these things at your own risk. Um, I'm, not, I'm not licensed to be a financial advisor as of now. Um, this is just, I guess you could call it a conversation we can have um, about how one could take their investments and and scrape off a little bit of extra yield as as you hold on to um, your long position on equity. Um, so that being said, uh, today what I want to discuss is covered calls. Um, when I first learned about options, I I was a little bit intimidated. Actually, fun fact: the first options trade I did was the exact exact opposite of what I actually intended to do um, I, I was I was very bullish on Twitter shares and I bought puts thinking that puts were were the <laughs> were the bullish options to to hold long um, ironically enough I made money on that <laughs> which just goes to show you how how um, how wild uh, options can be um, so I intended to to make money on the upswing of of Twitter shares, um, and I accidentally bought not accidentally I I ignorantly bought puts thinking that those were the contracts that I would need for me to make money on on the shares going up, um, but the shares went down the the price of the shares went down over the over the time that I held the puts, um, and then when I realized that I bought the wrong the wrong contract. Um, I, I sold it off immediately and, and I made a little bit of profit by accident. So just a little fun story on my first <laughs> first options trade. Uh, but today what I want to discuss is is covered calls. So how this works essentially is um, you you there, there's two types of well, there, there's two types of calls that you can sell. Um, you can either sell them naked or sell them covered. Um, to sell it naked just implies that you are selling a contract that says whoever owns this contract at any time has the right to buy shares of whatever the underlying is from me at a specific price. Now, if I write that contract and I don't actually have the underlying shares held in my account, that would imply that the trade or the, the, the call is naked meaning that if the event does come where the holder of that contract then wants to exercise the contract, I would have to go out into the market and buy the shares at whatever price is trading at, at that moment um, for me to be able to de deliver those shares to the contract exerciser. Um, now, if, on the other hand, I do a covered call, this would imply that on the on the initiation of me writing the call or, or selling selling the call contract, um, I would have already had a, a long position of the underlying in my account, meaning I've already locked in the price. So in the event that the exercise happens, uh, the price that I'm paying for the shares have already been locked in and, and I wouldn't have to then go into the market at the time of exercise for me to have um, the shares to deliver to the contract holder. Um, 
hopefully that made a little bit of sense at least um but as i as i continue to explain i think i think it'll become more um it'll become easier to grasp and that's just the nature of options um i mean i don't want to talk as if i'm an expert because i'm not um although i do have some knowledge about how options trading works um, but even the little knowledge I have is 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 still a far cry from from where um, the experts are in terms of their understanding of these of these um, of these investment vehicles. So let's say you like a stock, you want to invest in it, um, and your your investment horizon is quite long term, say five years. Um, this is the typical typical sort of um, investment strategy that a, a regular retail investor would take. Um, let's say they like BlackBerry. Um, for whatever reason, uh, they choose to purchase BlackBerry and they plan on holding these shares for the next five years. And they think, okay, for sure, five years from now, BlackBerry will be trading at a price higher than what I paid for and I'll make a little bit of profit after I, after I get rid of the shares. So they go ahead and buy the BlackBerry shares, let's say at $10 per share. Um, this is pretty standard. Now, on one hand, that's where the story could end. You could you could be that trader who buys the BlackBerry shares at $10 per share uh, on in year one, and in year five, you go ahead and sell the shares at um, hopefully at a higher price than $10. Now, this is, this is a pretty standard investment strategy, buying low, selling high. Now in the time that they're holding the shares, uh, one thing that I feel a lot of people don't know about is, is the ability to, to make a little bit more profit, a little bit more, um, to, to, to earn a little bit more yield on, on the shares as you hold them. Um, of course, some shares pay dividends. This one is not one of those ones. BlackBerry doesn't pay dividends anymore. Um, but if you hold um, a stock that pays dividend, you can you can get a some yield from just holding the shares. Uh, but what I'm about to discuss is a way a way for you to to earn a little bit more yield on top of on top of what you're already earning by holding the stock. Um, so what you would do is after you've purchased your shares of BlackBerry, let's say you've bought a thousand shares, a thousand shares at ten dollars um, would would be what ten thousand dollars, I think. Uh, so you, you spend ten grand on BlackBerry. Now, what you would then do is you say, okay. You write a call contract, essentially saying that whatever price. Actually, let me back up. See, it's. It, <laughs> I guess I'm not a very, a very uh, good teacher in this, but um, I'm getting there, and hopefully we'll, we'll we'll land smoothly at the end of this at the end of this topic. So you you buy your BlackBerry shares at ten ten dollars a share. You buy a thousand shares of them. Now. Every contract, every options contract, typically for equities, um, uh, the underlying amount of stock per contract is 100. 
So if you if you buy or sell one contract of a of a put or a call option, um, that one contract commands the purchase or sale of a hundred shares of whatever the underlying is. So if you buy a call contract and you want to exercise it, essentially that one call contract will allow you to buy 100 shares of BlackBerry at the specified price in the contract called the exercise price. So on day one, you buy 10,000, you buy 1,000 shares of BlackBerry and you sell a call that says, um, now, before I even go further, uh, one, actually, no, let, let, me, let, me, let me continue. So you, you, buy, you buy the BlackBerry shares and you sell the call contract um, at an exercise price of, let's say, $15, right? So what that means is that for the, for the lifetime of that call contract, whoever has bought your contract has the, um, has the right or the opportunity to exercise the call contract and buy your BlackBerry shares for $15 per share, regardless of whatever the current market price of BlackBerry is in the stock exchange. So the rationale behind this is that whoever has the contract that um, that you sold to them, uh, the only reason they would ever exercise that contract is if the price of BlackBerry is trading over $15, right? Because if they exercise the, the contract and, and buy it from you for $15, uh, the only way they can recognize a profit is if they immediately turn around and sell the shares at a price higher than $15. So me as the contract writer or the contract seller, I don't want the shares of BlackBerry to go above $15. I want to sell you the contract and hope that by the time the contract expires, the price of BlackBerry never reaches $15. What that means for me is that I have collected the premium or the the price that you paid for my for my contract, um, and upon expiration of the BlackBerry um, calls that you bought from me, you would not exercise it because the price of BlackBerry never reached fifteen dollars. Now this kind of goes this kind of goes against what's I initially purchased the BlackBerry shares for. I, I want the shares to go up, right? Because I, I bought the shares hoping that I'd be able to sell it at a higher price um, five years from now. But this is this is where you have to sort of time and, and uh, plan the exercise price and the expiration date of the contracts that you're selling, right? So what I do on my own account I write re I write weekly call contracts, so they only expire. They only they only last one week. So on Monday, market open, um, I I sell X amount of contracts for whatever stock I hold long, um, and hoping by Friday of that same week, the exercise price um, is never reached on the long position of my equity, and I get to keep the premium of the of the call contract um, and I get to keep the shares itself because yes I do want the shares to go up in price but not so far up that 
it causes the holder of my call contract to exercise their 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 contract right so it's it's a it's a very delicate balancing act now you might ask what's the risk what, what's what's the risk to to me as the person selling this contract uh, and one might disagree with me but in my opinion i don't think there's really much of a risk the only risk really is the difference in the current market price of the underlying and the exercise price that you that you sold your shares for so let's say on monday morning um after i've per let's say friday friday afternoon prior to market close i buy um, let's let's make the numbers smaller just to just to make it easier. I buy a hundred shares of BlackBerry at ten dollars, um, and then on Monday morning the next week, um, let's say BlackBerry goes up to eleven bucks, and I say, okay, you know what? What I what I assumed would happen is happening. The price of BlackBerry is going up like I want it to. Um, but what I want to do now, I don't I don't think BlackBerry will reach. $13 by the end of this week. I want it to go up, but not 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 to the point that it'll it'll reach 13 bucks. So what I'm going to do is sell you these this contract that says you can buy BlackBerry from me for $13 per share. Now, on the opposite side of the trade, the person who buys that contract, they're thinking, "Hey, I like BlackBerry and I think before the end of the week It'll reach thirteen dollars. It'll reach over thirteen dollars. Um, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take you up on that offer. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you I'm gonna take your bet. So they buy my shares or they buy my contract from me uh, for whatever the premium is. Now this this price is determined by by the market makers or or the vol like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of um, factors that determine the price of, of an option. Um, we're not really going to go into that, but whatever whatever bi whatever bid you see on on the contract is whatever you're getting for your for your um, for your covered call. So let's say I sell that contract for thirty cents. Now remember what I said. Every contract has the power to buy a hundred shares of whatever the underlying is. So if you see thirty cents. As the price of the contract, you're actually paying thirty dollars. So you just multiply the the price of the contract by a hundred, and that'll give you the amount that you're actually paying for that contract. So I've received thirty dollars for this contract that says by the end of the week on Friday, if the price of the BlackBerry shares I'm holding goes over thirteen dollars. I will sell it to you for $13. So on my end, the risk for me is that if for whatever reason BlackBerry has a price increase of let's say 50% and it it is now trading at $15. When the contract gets exercised, I'm selling the shares at $13, which is the exercise price of the contract. So the loss for me is the difference between that $13 that I sold it for and the $15 that I could have sold it for if I had not written the, the, the call contract in the first place. But is that really, is that really so bad? Because 
you know, ultimately I've already I've gained. I've gained thirty percent. I bought the shares for ten for for ten dollars, and I'm selling it for thirteen. So, to me, I think the risk is just is just greed, right? Like, yeah, fine. You could have made fifteen dollars, but you you made so you, you could have made five dollars per share, but you ended up making three dollars per share. And honestly, as long as I don't lose money, <laughs> for me, I'm fine. As long as I as I make a little bit of uh, money on 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 that trade, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. So the risk to me is that I am selling. I'm making a profit, but not as much of a profit that I could have made if I had just not sold the call contract in the first place. So imagine doing this every week. Imagine holding your BlackBerry shares and writing call contracts week in, week out um, at a price where it doesn't get exercised um, because, yes, the price might go higher, but not to the point where it reaches the exercise price of the call contracts that um, that you that you sold, and this is just on a hundred shares, right? Imagine if you had a thousand shares. That thirty bucks that you got from selling the the contract, it now turns to three hundred dollars. So, doing that every week, week in week out, I feel is a perfect way for you to to scrape off extra yield on you holding your BlackBerry shares. Which is something you were going to do in the first place. Like you, 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 you planned on buying BlackBerry and holding it for five years. That was your initial plan. Um, it's just now you you feel that the price won't go up so far that that um, it would cause the holder of your call contract to exercise the contract, right? And this this is just a small. Um, a small safe way to to earn a little bit of uh, extra cash on the side as you hold long the the equity that you that you wanted to invest in anyway uh, so this is what I'm doing currently on on a few of my uh, a few of my positions um, I I don't I don't feel comfortable telling you what those positions are it's it's not a big deal I just I just don't want to be <laughs> don't want to be made fun of essentially I've chosen stocks that that trade um, at a cheap price, uh, cheap enough for me to buy a hundred shares of them, because you can't, you can't, you can't write any call contracts on on a position you hold um, less than a hundred shares of um, any any covered call contracts. Anyway, uh, if you want to go naked and and write calls on shares you don't have, that's a bit risky um, because you're you're not locking in the price at at the pri- at the price you feel comfortable with. And let me let me let me go through that example. Imagine, imagine if you're not holding any shares at all in your account, um, and you sell a call contract that says uh, you're willing to buy. Um, sorry, you're willing to you're willing to sell. Um, let's say BlackBerry at fifteen dollars um, before the expiration date of the call contract. Now, if somebody buys that contract and exercises it, you're forced to go into the market to buy BlackBerry at whatever price it's trading at. Ideally, it would be trading at over $15 because the, the, the contract would not be exercised if it was trading anything under $15 because why would the holder exercise it? They're not, they wouldn't be making a profit, right? So 
if BlackBerry, for whatever reason, goes up to like $500 and you don't have BlackBerry shares in your account, you have to go into the market, buy BlackBerry at $500 per share, which is what, 50 grand? <laughs> um, and then sell it to the contract holder for $15 per share. So 500 minus 15, what is that? 485. And then that times 100 is, is what you just lost. <laughs> and that doesn't, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> so imagine if you had bought the BlackBerry shares beforehand, before the huge price, price increase, which is, which is essentially the difference between having a covered call and a naked call, right? Um, so that that's why that's why I always say like if if anybody's ever gonna do this sort of trade and this this sort of um, strategy, it's best to have it covered because you know what you paid for your for your shares. You know that price is locked in, and um, in the event that it gets exercised, you're still getting exercised at a price higher than what you paid for the shares. So you're still making a profit. The only risk is that you're making a smaller profit than you would have made if you didn't sell the call contract in the first place. Um, see, now I, I hope I've explained that properly. I've, I hope I've explained it to the point where um, even if you've never traded options or you don't really have a huge, uh, a big, a proper grasp of options trading, um, hopefully hopefully what I've, what I've said is, is still understandable. Um, but yeah. That's that's just a small a small way to to scrape off a bit of yield on on shares that you're planning on holding for the long term anyway, um, and I think it's a pretty good way to to make extra income in your in your portfolio.